Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Travel Safely with Brian Mulligan. Travel Safely is presented by Applied Information, creator of the Travel Safely smartphone app. This special edition of Travel Safely with Brian Mulligan features an installment from a limited series called Coping with COVID. Hosted by Brian Mulligan, the president of Applied Information, Coping with COVID shares the stories and successes of people and organizations during these unprecedented times of dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Hello and welcome to Coping with COVID. I'm your host, Brian Mulligan. On this program, we'll help tell the stories and share the successes of people and organizations as we all deal with this COVID-19 pandemic. Our focus is on keeping people safe and re-energizing the economy, not doing one or the other, but trying to do both. Our guest today is Kelly Boatwright, uh, President and CEO of the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce, of which Applied Information is a proud member. Kelly, welcome to Coping with COVID. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for the invitation. I'm happy to be with you. So t talk to us a little bit about the Chamber and, and how you constituted and your makeup and mission Absolutely. before we get on to the specifics of co how you're dealing with COVID. Absolutely. Well, the Chamber of Commerce in Greater North Fulton is the only regional chamber in North Fulton. We actually work with six cities. Um, those cities include Sandy Springs, Alpharetta, Roswell, Johns Creek, Milton and Mountain Park. And so in doing so, really our mission or our focus is in being the, the regional leader for business growth and for um, regional prosperity, as well as talent development, which as we all know before COVID was a, a big area of concern before COVID. Gosh, we had a fewer jobs and, or excuse me, fewer people than uh, we needed for the jobs that were available. And, and now we've kind of flipped that. So still looking at the talent development model, but really trying to get people back employed to your economic recovery point. Oh, okay, so let's, let's talk about uh, you know, the COVID thing in two sections. One is what the chamber is doing. How, have you guys managed to stay safe and and continue to function in the pandemic? We have, thank you, yes. So uh, we have a team of 10 individuals who work for the chamber and who since the occurrence of, uh, of, of COVID and certainly in Georgia, we were actually as a chamber hosting our state conference here in Alpharetta when um, the governor came online to let us know that the first death had been in Georgia. And so uh, on that Friday, which was March 13th, we kind of gathered together and created a, a plan of action for something that no one had a, a map or any background yeah. or history in. Um, and immediately the next week went to work from 10 different locations um, from our homes. Luckily, we were set up to do that. And so um, we immediately began calling our members um, to check in with them, knowing intuitively that they would be as much at a loss as, as we were when this all occurred. And certainly our small businesses, we found that that to be the case. Um, so reaching out individually to those businesses and then quickly um, pivoting, which is our new word, right? Um, to be able to offer webinars and um, items on Zoom, which was our, our preferred mm -hmm. um, method of communication. Um, and since that time, we have done more than 100 webinars and um, occurrences or events on, on Zoom and, and virtually. And so since that time, we really have been focused on making sure that we're meeting our members where they are. We, we have some that are ready to come back and we are doing some in-person events, but certainly um, uh, uh, many of them are still uh, caught up in, in the virtual piece. And so we're, we're continuing to do that. We came back to the office on May 4th and have been in the office since. 
Um, luckily, with no uh, occurrences for staff, we've been healthy. And so, like you, we're focusing on making sure that we're wearing our masks and taking temperatures and staying six feet apart and following all the guidelines um, to be able to keep our people safe. Because it's, you know, I, I like your focus. It's important. We're, we're worried about the health of our, our region, but also wanting to make sure that that economic impact is minimized and that the recovery is, is really coming about. Something that we're all finding in the, in the private sector is this, this business of uh, potentially we're never going to go back to like it was. What's, yeah. what's your sense in the chamber about uh, virtual meetings versus in-person meetings? And, and you know, there were 100% in-person before and right. then went to 100%. Do you think it's going to be 50-50? How, how do you see it? settling out? Gosh, my, um, my uh, magic ball is on the fritz, so I wish <laughs> I could answer that. Um, honestly, I think that everybody's so focused on the new normal, and I would tell you that with as much innovation that I've seen in the last six months, I don't know that there is going to be a new normal. I think what we're going to see is a continuing innovation. Um, you know, right now, I would tell you that, um, again, meeting our members where they are is incredibly important, so I believe we are going to have a blend of both virtual and in-person. So so a hybrid of some sort. Um, I know that uh, I was on a 7.30 a.m. Zoom meeting this morning, and I will tell you that is a whole lot easier than getting up, getting dressed, and getting out the door yeah. to make a 7.30 in person. So I think some of those are going to really um, stay in that virtual means, plus more people are able to participate. Um, but I do believe we did a business after hours. Um, Chambers are the great connectors. And we had, um, of course, we're limited by 50 right now, mm. but we've done two in-person business after hours now, and both of those have sold out. Um, in oh, other really? words, people are, yeah, people are signing up and in numbers that, you know, we've got waiting lists and people are, are ready to get back. So for us, I think it's going to look like a hybrid. Okay. So moving over to your, your members ah. um, and uh, how they've faced, obviously it's been devastating for people in the restaurant and and you know per personal services industries and Certainly. things um, but but across the mix of businesses that you represent how, how would you where would you characterize that folks are up to desperate coming back optimistic not yet where we're, we're, we're in the spectrum ah well that one I can answer because we have been um, surveying our members so right, the so. chamber itself has um, 1200 members and wow. they range from micro businesses people who are working from their homes as a, a one-person business if you will to very large multinational co corporations and so with that kind of diversity of business you're gonna of course see a, a lot of differences in where people are um, for our large businesses, a number of them that are multinational, of course, have got to really be making decisions across the board. And so we're hearing from a lot of those that they will not be physically back in the office until after um, the first of the year. So we know that that's the case, and we know that some of them are prevented from showing up to events or activities where there are other people. Um, you also have uh, businesses, especially in that small and medium size, who are, you know, the number one thing for all of us is protecting our people. And so in order to do that, they are, are maybe um, coming back, but coming back at 50%. Um, I haven't talked to anybody who has, um, aside from those obviously who unfortunately have not weathered the storm, so to speak, and have not, um, have their businesses have not survived, but I've not talked to anybody who is not still doing business in some form or fashion whether that be remotely or in, in the office at a, at a reduced number of employees, um, which takes us to the mm. furloughs and, and layoffs that we're seeing. But um, we've done three separate surveys of our membership. Um, yeah, I'm interested in the yeah, surveys. Yeah. Really, give, give us the, 
the high level, what did, what did you guys discover? So um, I want to give credit where credit's due. The, the survey idea actually came from Andrea Worthy, who is our economic development director in Sandy Springs. Um, and so what we did was collaborate, which chambers are also yeah. really good at. And so um, working with all six of our city economic development directors, as well as Select Fulton, the county, um, and numerous others from uh, Georgia Power and Department of Labor, we created a survey that we started um, in June. And so asking the questions that you were asking, you know, where are you on the spectrum? Are you back? Um, where are you on a uh, number of employees? Are you laying off um, or furloughing? And so in asking all those questions, um, we, we got a lot of response in June. Um, we've done it a month apart. So we did the program, or excuse me, the survey again in July and then again in August. Okay. Yeah, and so the responses that we're hearing are actually fairly consistent. The things that um, our members are most concerned about really uh, fall into the, of course, cash flow and liquidity, which everybody's concerned about right now. What's going to happen? How long is this going to last? And will I have the cash flow to weather that storm? Um, as well as the consumer confidence area. So you and I both know that until the consumer feels confident to go back out and do business, they're really, that's the biggest concern. We wanna make sure our consumers are coming out and doing business with us. We know that lots of people have flexed to do online business. Um, we see that in the numbers that, that we see um, coming down, but um, we wanna make sure those consumers are confident. So that's the, the second area of concern. Um, and. It, Along with that, how do you market to those consumers, right? Because they're different now. They, right. They're in different places. Um, the third area, which probably isn't a big surprise to you, is really that child care element. So what do I do if my child is not in school and or if there's no place to send them um, for child care? And so that's that's really the three areas that we've heard repeated through all three of the surveys. Is, is your sense that those issues are improving or from June, July and August are we still in the in the trough of this not knowing what to do i think um, they are improving the numbers have changed and i think you can also see that sort of in an intuitive basis by the number of people who've replied to those surveys um, when we when we started the survey in june everybody wanted to to tell us about it and talk and now as people are getting back into the swing of business and you know for all of us you know 50 zoom calls a day um, what we're seeing is that less people are responding and i don't think necessarily that's a bad thing mm. i think that that folks are really back in into the swing of things and are finding themselves with less discretionary time to be able to do things like that. But the, but the answers remain the same. Okay, so, so how would you say COVID's changed the economy or, and the, the job market? And, and again, not, I don't want to put you on the spot in your crystal ball, um, but maybe you know, anything that you've heard from your members, uh, or, or, you know, if, if, I, if we had this interview, let's say 12 months from now. Right. What, what do you think we'll be talking about? Well, and I'm very glad you asked me 12 months from now because uh, in response to the surveys that we've done, we've put together what we call an economic recovery task force. And really it's dealing with the things that we're hearing from our members in our phone calls, but also from our members in the surveys that we've put out there. Um, there are five different areas to the survey. And so um, those areas really encompass the work of individuals, volunteers, who we have tapped and who are, have volunteered to work in each of these task force groups. Those task force groups we know will go to 12 to 18 months. So, um, you know, we had a strategic plan as a chamber, as all good chambers mm. do. We kind of put it back on the shelf and this is our new strategic plan. So I'd love to tell you about those areas just because yeah. I think they resonate with yeah, what, yeah. what you're hearing as well. 
So the first is, of course, cash flow and liquidity, which I mentioned is yeah. a huge area. And so, as we know, we're, we're waiting at this time to find out if there's going to be a fourth round of, of um, PPP. We don't know what's going to happen. But that is certainly an area uh, of concern for our members, and so it is for us as well. The second area is on sort of that government public policy and liability issue. We know that there are going to be numerous lawsuits. There's a lot of concern about that. Certainly our schools, our healthcare industry is, is worried about that as well. And so it's really focusing on how we can work along with government and be a good ombudsman for our members to be able to navigate that. The third area is that workforce unemployment area that we were talking about. You know, Georgia is now at 7.6% unemployment, which looks vastly different than March's 2.5%. So it, it, it looks and it feels different. And so we are working, again, collaborating with our partners on how we can be part of the solution to make sure that um, our businesses get great employees and that our residents get employed. So it's it's really two ends of the same discussion. Would, would you say that the, the employment has turned or? So we, we own um, a, a job search website, which I, I would recommend everybody going to. That's NorthFultonJobs.com. And on that site, we've got right now about 150 jobs posted. So I would tell you that there are jobs available. Um, I also want to be very real and say that, you know, when you read the news in the morning, you see that there are additional companies that are doing layoffs because of the cash flow and liquidity issue, right? They've weathered the storm as long as they can. They have to move from furlough to layoff. We empathize with that. We certainly um, want to make sure that we're helping the business survive because that's important, but also want to make sure those employees who are being displaced, we're offering a good service to you. So again, NorthFultonJobs.com is part of that workforce unemployment, which is the third um, task force. The fourth task force is small business and entrepreneurism. You're an entrepreneur. You know that times like this bring out the best entrepreneurs, right? Those folks who've kind of been waiting around for that right opportunity. For some of them, this is it. And so we want to be um, creating sort of that those um, mentors and the ecosystem to support those entrepreneurs as they step out and sort of test the waters, many for the first time. Uh, so the, that's, that's important. In fact, on the entrepreneur's side, uh, there's a saying where, when others are bold, be fearful, but when others are fearful, be bold. That's right. And so this is the time to start your new business. You can get great staff, great support. Uh, in times of trouble. So that's when we started applied information and this business is uh, in the big recession. Yes, and so, and we know that and you see that based on data. So we wanna make sure that we're providing support and able to, if people are contacting us and saying, I have this idea that we've got somewhere to go and we've got somewhere to send them um, because we, you know, entrepreneurs are are the future of the country. That's where every great idea, (laughs) you know, every great business started with an idea. And so we wanna be part of that. The fifth area is somewhat self-serving it's, it's about what the chamber might look like at the end of this. We're a business like every other business. We're a nonprofit as a 501c6 membership nonprofit. You know, it's important to us that we understand that we're not going to look the same. Chambers can't look the same at the end of this any more than our businesses can. And so really wanting to do the best for our members means understanding what is best when we come out um, and whatever that looks like. Um, I don't like to use the new normal phrase only because I, I really believe we're, we're evolving. That was fantastic. Thanks so much for being our guest and very helpful and informative. What I do sometimes at uh, the end of these coping with COVID is just talk a little bit about the data. Some of the latest discussion goes around the business of herd immunity and should we not worry about the mask wearing and, uh, and, and stuff and let everybody get infected. 
you know, there's some data around that. And th this graph, which I, which I got this morning, shows the situation. There's a case study in uh, the Nordic countries, which is Sweden, Denmark, Finland, and Norway, and uh, where, you know, they're very much the same demographics. And so a lot of factors are controlled. But what you see uh, is that Sweden decided not to do social distancing, not to do some of the restrictions on sporting events and, and large gatherings, but uh, whereas uh, Denmark, Finland, and Norway did. And what you see is something quite interesting. The total number of deaths that occurred, and this is for Denmark, uh, Norway, and Finland, but this is the results for Sweden. And I think that this graph brings it home that uh, certainly in the European and the Nordic experiment, herd immunity as a strategy was simply not successful. Now, for various reasons, uh, the, this, the, this graph over here, this is the United States, is approaching that of Sweden. Uh, and, and there's some different factors. There are different parts of the country being differently affected. But based on where we are, it would seem that the, that the strategy of mask wearing, wash your hands and socially distance, let that play out, and that's certainly going to give us uh, a leveling off and a, um, and a victory over this, this COVID, whereas the herd immunity strategy prediction is something like 2 million deaths in the United States. So we're certainly advocating for uh, doing the hand washing, the social distance, and most importantly, the mask wearing. Thanks to Kelly, and thank you for joining us today on Coping with COVID. I'm your host, Brian Mulligan. We'll see you again soon, so stay safe and stay healthy.